0: Hey, welcome to another Weekend No Show. My name is JG. I'm here with my boy CL Smooth. What's up, man?
1: What's good, family?
0: Hey, y'all! Uh, Insidious LAT is uh, out on a secret mission this week, so he <laughs> won't be—he won't be with us. It'll just be me and my boy Smooth. But today, we are going to be talking about the Tinder swindler. And I know it might seem a little bit late, but if you remember, we had a previous episode regarding true crime where we discussed its popularity with women and you know our various thoughts was that all of us we didn't really care for the true crime but we did consistently bring up the tinder swindler in that that was probably the level of, of true crime that we could deal with and this particular documentary which was on netflix was was handled in kind of in a way that i i felt was um a little bit Upbeat if I would even say that. I mean, let me just let me just ask you, Smooth. What what did you think about the Tender Swindler?
1: Well, first, uh, pardon me, family. I, I had to pour a glass of wine for this one. So hold on a second. <laughs>
0: wine and crime.
1: Uh yeah. Um, man, so many things to say about this documentary. Very entertaining. Very entertaining documentary. Um, I want to start with this statement cuz i know i'm going <laughs> to piss some people off by the end of this show um but i want to start with this this guy definitely threatened these women you know it, you listen to his like voice messages and some of the different kind of threats that he made um you know it it implied you know potential violence or harm to them and their families at, at certain points when he got mad at them um and I, man, I don't condone that in any way, shape or form. Uh, he should definitely, definitely be punished for that, right? Le- legal ramifications for, for making those threats, uh, no doubt. And I say that because as we get into this topic, I'm, I'm gonna have some critiques. Um, I'm gonna say some, some things that, that I'm sure a lot of women are not gonna like, um, but I don't support any kind of violence towards anybody. And I don't support those those kind of threats. So, yeah, um, you know, let let, let me let me um, start start with that. Um, But, you know, my my whole thought with this, J.G., was. What's the difference between what the Tindler swindler did? And (laughs) women nowadays who are going out on foodie dates. You heard you heard about food? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I heard it. So,
1: you know, they go out no real interest in the guy that they're dating, but they want a fancy meal, you know, and the guy's left holding the bag. And, you know, there's there's, there's nothing happening after that. Um, And women would say, well, you know, I don't owe him anything. I don't shouldn't have sex with him because, you know, he took me out to dinner or I don't have to keep dating him if I don't want to, which is all perfectly true. You don't owe him a single thing. But. You, you led him to believe by accepting the date that you had some interest in getting to know him. And you don't, <laughs> you didn't, you know.
0: right, um, right. So to
1: me, what the so-called tender swindler did was, he did that, but at a higher level, right? If if, if we were talking about $500 or $1,000, which is what, you know, a, a fancy dinner might cost at one of these high-end restaurants for a guy taking a, taking a, a woman out on a foodie date, um, you know, this wouldn't have been a documentary, right? But because we're talking about pretty large sums of money anywhere from, you know, $20,000 to like $140,000 that different women were, were um, conned out of, um, it, it's become a much more sensationalized story. But I really don't see much difference other than the amount of money between what this guy did,
0: the scale what,
1: of it, yeah, the scale of it and what other women, uh, uh, you know, again, not all women, of course, but uh, what a lot of women today feel is, is perfectly natural. So I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that, but I think I think they're they're the same type of behavior, but just different in degree. So that's why that's where I would start.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was looking at it, I mean, I had watched it before, but then just watching it again, and I, I took notes on it. And the thing that really struck me is the the very first girl, Cecilia, right? Um, she just kept going on about love and disney w- movies and beauty and the beast and she seemed so happy about this dude i was like how could you be so happy about this dude yeah. taking your money you know what i'm saying did she yeah. did she seem really happy about it and she was talking about you know the uh, one of the prince to, he seemed like a prince coming to save her yeah and then she wanted to save him she found out about him being in prison the marks on his body she wanted to save him and i just felt like this guy he was able to to take these expectations that society is like, you know, infuses into women with these Disney princesses and such. And he's just able to weaponize this and yeah, and use yeah, this. Yeah. Deep game. Yeah, yeah. Deep game. Just, and and I think it's, I, I want to reiterate your, your statement from earlier. I do not condone this dude. This was some wrong ass shit, but yeah. So I'm watching it and I'm like, this guy is a freaking genius. And it's just it's just a malevolent level of genius in how to manipulate people. Just incredible how he's able to do that. I mean, I can't get anyone, I'm like, hey, how's it going there? Like, screw you. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. But not the Tinder swindler. They kept saying he knew how to talk to people and he knew how to listen. Because I'm sure he wanted those details, but right. each one of them was like, yes, he would listen, he was great to talk to like that incredible skill that he had could have been used for legit purposes, but instead he he used it for this. It's like, man, you were able to get that much money out of these women and just you know, fuck them over. Just think what you could have done if you applied yourself to something legit,
1: man. You you just you have just said so so much. There's so many points in there, man. Um, if I could, if I could,
0: yeah, please, please.
1: Uh, so so many good things in there. So one, let me start with the last thing you said. He could have done so many other things with the skill set he had, his communication skills, right? And for, for for our audience, if you listen to um, our last episode where we talked about Rihanna, I kind of went off on a rant on society and how society, you know, is shaping people and children um, through overly over, overly sexualizing them and violence and, and different things like that. So that's that's an interesting topic to listen to um, or discussion to listen to. And I think it applies here, right? He could have used those talents for so much more. Why didn't he? It's because our society, right? is focused on, and this is my man, I love 50, but what is it? Get rich or die trying. Get money or die trying. What does that mean? It means that the goal is to get paid, so you have status, you have women, you have a lifestyle, whatever. The substance of what you do with your life is not admired, right? That's not the point. The point is is not how you make your money, it's that you get your money. This is the message that has been ingrained in society. And, and to be you know, to be fair, 50 didn't start this. 50 learned, you know, 50 Cent learned this oh, from sure, society. Yeah. Right. And so that message, the message back to your beauty and the beast point, which I great point. Um, Cecile or Cecilia um mentioned that whole Disney princess fairy tale. And what is it? It's taken. A beast, right? A monster. And through your love and your beauty as a princess, you turn him into a wonderful prince. And this is the this is the message being delivered to young, young girls and, and young women throughout their lives. So what does that do? It aims, it aims them, it it pushes them, motivates them to find the bad guy, the bad boy, you know. Um, and wait, I can be the one to change him, right? So this is—I'm not saying it's the only reason, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's a part of the root cause of why so many women end up in unhappy relationships and unhappy lives—is they've got messages from from childhood pushing them to find unsuitable partners, you know. Yes. And then they get destroyed like this, you know what I mean? So those—just those just two good points you made—I wanted to uh, expand on a little bit there, Jay.
0: Yeah, turn the frog into a prince essentially. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just. I mean i kept i kept going and that was one thing i noticed too with cecilia she they showed her tinder and she had 1024 matches right incredible and it's like it's like i, I looked at that and i just thought it, it look at the options that she has she's been on this many dates she's blonde she's tall and that's one thing it's very it's very um I, I won't say odd but I'm I'm gonna get into this it, it's it's tough not to get into it when you're you come at it from a racial perspective but he went yeah. after these these white tall blonde blondish the the last one was you know she kind of had brown hair but the point is he knew he needed these women to get money for him um right. I, I was watching a 2020 special years ago where it's like blonde women are, are especially trusted. And at some point, he knows he's got to ask these women to go ask for money for him. And who's right. going to get that money? Not the sister, that's for sure. No. He, But when blonde Cecilia is like, hey, I need this money, they check her out. Not very well, obviously, they check it out. But they give her this money. And I just really... I was really just struck by how he he knew who to go to. The guy. I so, mean, he, he was a fool in general, but yeah. in, in specific matters, he was no fool.
1: Yeah. And let, let me if, if I haven't been clear, um, because I was so specific about his threats, um, this is not a good guy. This is not a good no, guy be, no. Right. So let, let me let me I'm I'm gonna be critical um, generally speaking of society and, and women and, and and men also, but this is not a good person. So let me just be clear about that. I'm not, you know, hyping him up in any way. Um although he, his game was deep. I can I can't well, lie. His
0: game was deep, but I mean <laughs> just the the cold like I said malevolence was just yeah. something like damn. But that really. goes back
1: to it goes back to my point, man. If if you are coming from a background which we all are to some extent, it's get money. It don't matter how you get money. And, yeah. Right? Just get money, man. And so when society is all bought into that, we all believe that to some extent, you know, this is what this is what you're going to get. But here's the funny thing. Here's another another uh, road I'd like to go down with you, man, is. So you mentioned she had over a thousand matches. And I also had notated that, too, when I when I was watching it. And my thought was, you, pro- you know, you probably had thousands of matches because she, she said she was on at that point in time. She had been on Tinder for over seven years. Right. Yes. Um, she was relatively attractive. Right. Um, she was like an IT consultant or something like that. So you know she's she's university educated, um, you know book smart. Uh, and I make that point specifically book smart. Book smart. Um, yeah. Relatively attractive, um, you know, and and had a little bit of money. She was, you know, she didn't have money, but obviously she was able to get qualified yeah, for she, she was at a loan. Yeah. right? So um, he was targeting them, and the reason I bring that back up is it's so funny because she had all these matches. No one worked out. Now she's 29 years old. And she and I'm just, the, the points I'm making um, audiences is the points that, that she made herself during the during the documentary. Um, she wasn't she wasn't um, there for any hookups now that she's 29 and she's had thousands of matches. Right. She's not there for hookups anymore. She wants something serious. OK. She meets this guy. Now, are you it, it's no coincidence, right, that the guy is. She she did the background on him. She now it's, it was a false background, but as far as she knew, it was true that he's a billionaire son. He was paid, right? It's no coincidence that now she felt butterfly feelings with him, right? That she felt comfortable um, meeting him for coffee. There's you know, if you watch social media these days, you've got a bunch of so-called uh, uh, dating gurus women who say, "Don't you ever go on a coffee date with a man or a walking date? If he doesn't, you know, spend money on you, you know, for a fancy dinner, then he's not worth it." Da da da. But he 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 asked her to meet for coffee, and she she was glad to do it. Met him at a fancy hotel, um, had yes. coffee, then jumped on the jet, slept with him the first night. All those types of things, right? she's not there for hookups. Now what? Now I am not uh, I'm not judging her for that. I know it sounds like I am, but I'm not judging her for that. She's an adult. She can live her life however she she wants to, right? And I mean that sincerely. This is not like some kind of backhanded thing. She can do whatever she wants, but she said she's not there for hookups. So my question is, okay, why are you taking the actions that you're taking, right? You you would normally meet some dude for, for coffee, right? That's not enough investment on his part. You would normally sleep with the guy on the first night. Why'd you do that? Well, because you thought you had caught a big fish. Let's, let's be real about this family. Let's be real about it. She thought she caught her a millionaire billionaire, right? And so she's going to break those rules for him. So this is where I try to flip it on, on, on its head. We call him the swindler, and he was a con man, or he he still is. But she was going after him. Why? Because he had money. He wasn't a bad-looking dude, but he wasn't no supermodel. You know what I mean? He had status. He had money. He had some swag because he knew how to, to, to talk to people and run the game and all that. But if that dude was an IT consultant making 75 a year, would it have played out this way? I don't think so, Right? So there's a mutual con game, so to speak, going on between uh, men and women. If you go on social media today and type in, like YouTube or whatever, um, as a woman, how how to how to land a rich man, you know, as a woman, there's all types of gurus, right? Women who t- you know tell you how to be a quote unquote uh, gold digger um, to do what this tender swindler was was doing.
0: No I actually didn't know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely, man. No one's arresting them. No one's going after them. They're teaching women how to bag legitimate, you know, big fish in terms of you know high status, wealthy men. And and do these women love these men? Nah, man. They want a certain lifestyle. So this is why I said we all gotta be honest. This is a bad dude, no doubt. But women, women are buying into the narrative that it's okay for them to use men also. And this, these these women in this, in this show are not uh, you know, they're not exempt from that that criticism. So that, you know, that's something that that has to be discussed, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I felt like she was kind of, I'm sure she felt bad. She felt like she'd been tricked and she felt bad, but she was trying to tell the reporter, like he was, he was so friendly. He talked to me and he seemed like she was trying to just say, say, this is why I did it because not because of the money, but because we clicked, we clicked. And I want to look, move on to Pernilla, the second girl. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I didn't quite get. So didn't she say that she had money at first or? Well, she she she
1: implied that she lived a certain
0: lifestyle. Yes.
1: Um, So so I to to me, she looked like someone who she she was older. Right. Yeah. So I I think she was like she's probably a woman who has a, a, a nice career making six figures and had a decent little bit of money set aside. I don't think she was a millionaire or anything like that, but I would say she, you know, she was probably making, you know, six figures and had saved a good bit of money. Cause she was talk about um, she was, she was going to buy an apartment. Yes. Um, but I don't think she was paid. I just think she had um, a good job, a good salary, had invested, you know, re- retirement savings enough to buy an apartment and take some nice vacations, but she wasn't rich. You know, she didn't have money to, to, to dispose of.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked her. She she said something that really stuck with me. There was a point where she said, with w- regards to personality, you can either be a battery charger or a battery drainer. And mm-hmm. Simon was a battery charger. He charged yeah. her up. And it clicked with me, even outside the bounds of this this documentary, is that there's some people, man, you are excited to see them. They, they make things easier make things you know excited and there's other people who just drain you and it has nothing to do with the tinder swindler itself but i just i liked that quote she said yeah
1: and And i think i think that's the truth man that you know some people some people charge you up and some people drain you and and you need to (laughs) manage those relationships
0: oh yeah and i found that the 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 charging type man they can be few and far between sometimes (laughs) sometimes you just around a bunch of drainers yeah um, oh, no. yeah. And so uh, the the uh, I'm going through my notes and there is a part where what I didn't get the first time I watched is that he's he's talking to Pernilla. And then remember that attack came, the attack where right. he sends it to Cecilia. Oh, I was assaulted. And uh, the bodyguard—I can't remember the bodyguard's name—but the bodyguard was assaulted. Remember the pictures in the video, yeah, that were sent. And then she's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And he's like, "Look, I need, um, I need money." And she gives him some money. And then she—what happened first? So then he told her to meet him somewhere and bring, what, a hundred thousand dollars or something, or twenty-five k, or she brought uh-huh. some cash.
1: I think I think it was Cecilia, and she br- she brought yeah. I think twenty. It was either twenty or forty thousand dollars initially.
0: Yeah. But so he, okay. she
1: continued to give him money over time. But that, she continued to give him money.
0: Why I'm bringing up Pernilla is that um, she 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 met Simon. For, um, Cecilia met Simon. She brought the cash. Then remember they made up some more BS like oh my enemies they're here my enemies we yeah. got to go you got to go home they kicked her out then he took that money. The next thing they showed with Pramila, like, oh, all of a sudden, Simon was here in Stockholm. And it didn't click with me before, but I'm like, wait a minute. He just took that money from Cecilia, w- went immediately to Stockholm to spend that money and kick well, it. He, he was running a Ponzi
1: scheme. He was taking Ponzi from one scheme. Woman for, for another woman. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I was like, oh, man, this mofo is a trip. And then here's the thing about Cecilia. Um, the Amex situation. I mean, you're you're actually a financial guy. So you understand this stuff of li- linking this Amex. Then he maxes it out. He Remember, he has the nerve to be upset. He's like, Cecilia, why is the card not working? What is this shit? That's literally what he wrote. What is this shit? Why is it not working? Dude, you're a scammer and you have the nerve. <laughs> He's like going off on her. But the the Amex thing, remember when she finally had to call Amex? And by that point, she had owed what 250K on that? Because he had been running it was
1: it was um it was between Amex and then she took out personal loans, which would be high interest loans. loans. Yeah, those quick loans.
0: Yeah, and then Amex came out to her because that's what they're gonna do when you owe that much money. Yeah, they came out to her and they immediately said, Okay, that guy, that's the guy who's a swindler, he's the guy who's a who's a scammer. Well, she said she worked for his company why why didn't they catch that i mean they knew seemed to know who he was
1: well so i think it's it, so j- just for the audience if you if you haven't seen the documentary or it's been a while simon you know wove together this 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 dramatic story uh, that wrote this girl in and he needed sh- she got an amex card um in her name but authorized him to use it and it kept getting declined at a certain point. So he he had to have her increase the credit limit on the card so he could use it. In order for her to increase the credit limit on the card, she has to use her finances. Well, she didn't make enough money to justify that big of an increase. So he quote unquote hired her into his company saying she had a certain salary so that she could get the card um, amount boosted. So, you know, legally speaking, she participated in the fraud, albeit Unknowingly. But I will make this point, and you may have, uh, people may have missed it at the very end. Her and uh, Cecile and Pernilla are both still repaying the debts that they owe. Let me say that again. All the loans and the the credit card charges and stuff um, that went to Simon, Cecile and Pernilla are still repaying those debts. So what does that tell you? It tells you legally they are responsible for it, even though other, you know, Amex and other people know that this man was involved in it. Those those women freely lent the money to him, and and um, he he hasn't now he he's gone to jail, but for other for other charges he hasn't served any time related to the money that they lent to him. So that's just an important point in terms of the people saying, oh, he defrauded them. I mean, he definitely tricked them, but in tr- from a legal and financial perspective, they are still responsible for those debts
0: there was no charges brought against him for that stuff. It's not right. even that he like beat charges. He didn't even have charges brought against him. Correct. And I'm not sure if, because I, I did look up some of these things and it seemed to me that I saw that uh, all three of the girls, which Eileen was the last one and they started to go fund me and they the go fund me. They claimed that they were looking to raise 800,000 US dollars and they only got 220,000 US dollars I think it was 186,000 pounds British pounds which um, turned into 20 220,000 US dollars so I'm thinking that um, actually Pernilla was the one who was best off she only owed 40k she was only up 40k yeah Eileen, the last one. Eileen was my girl too. Yeah, Eileen she was my was, girl. Yeah, she us. she was no joke. She ended up owing 140k. That she she was the one who said she was defrauded. She's the first one in in the film to say I was defrauded, and so she owed 140k. Cecilia was the one in the worst shape of all. Yeah, and I don't think that that GoFundMe um, covered her debts, but it could have covered the other two.
1: Well, you got to understand too. Their 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 interest charges on those debts are probably ridiculous. So it can easily be double what whatever they borrowed. It could
0: easily be double, triple that. Now, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wonder if something like Amex, you know, she signed for it, but it may be a PR situation where they might be like, "Look, you owe 250k. Give us 150k, and we'll call it even." Um. 'Cause it's it's really bad PR, despite the fact that she was when we signed for it. But but let's talk about Eileen. Um she she went undercover
1: on that's, a that's mission. My girl.
0: Mad I mad was, respect I could, for her. I have mad respect for Eileen. And she was like, she said, if you weren't such a piece of shit, I would feel sorry for you. I'll, Yo, I'll, s- set it up for the people, man. let tell, tell <laughs> give them a little background of oh. it. Oh, okay, okay. So Eileen, well, after we got through with Pernilla and and with Cecilia first, Pernilla next, then those two kind of discovered each other. And that is when uh, actually we we kind of need to back up because Cecilia went to um vg the vg newspaper in uh where was she from norway right norway Mm -hmm. and vg put the tinder swindler article out they put it out put his face out and then we cut over to eileen who actually at that moment is on a plane she's about to go on her way to meet this dude right And, and then she sees the tinder swindler article his face and she contacts him like, "What? What is this? What is this?" And then um, immediately, what she goes on airplane mode because she's on a plane, and she's reading this stuff and she's seeing what what he is. And he tries to run his game on her, but by this point, when when the lights come on, the game doesn't really work, and she knows she's been she's been screwed over. And um yeah, so then so then Eileen she she wants to get something back from him, and I think the best part of it was that she decided that she was going to sell his designer clothes right. because after the Tinder Swindler came out, the money stopped flowing in for um Simon. And that was the thing about these Ponzi schemes. Once once he stopped the flow. From these other women he had nothing saved he had nothing and he was begging her for money so then when she was there where where did they meet and he went to a plastic surgeon they met right. somewhere they were, she,
1: she was from Prague so they they met in Prague and he was trying to get plastic surgery
0: well she because she was on her way to meet him somewhere was it was it Prague and then they were there and um yeah, so then he went to the plastic surgeon. Then she said, I had to watch this pathetic man crying um, because he couldn't get his plastic surgery. He right. was, was going to continue the scams. He just wanted to change his face. So then she decided she was some kind of a, she wasn't a designer, right? But she was, she I can't was remember.
1: The, in, she, she said she was in the fashion industry. She, so she in knew fashion, all about high industry. fashion, yeah.
0: Yeah, so she knew that those clothes were worth something. And this is the part where she really just became the the boss bitch. She was a G G, man. She set it up. She was like, Hey, I can sell those clothes for you. Let me meet you. And then, you know, she got there and she was like, this is the dumbest plan ever. I actually got to meet this dude and just think of the courage it took. She didn't know what this dude was capable of. He could, you know, he could have killed her. He could have done anything. If he was willing to do this, You know, he easily could have done whatever. Yeah, but but she managed it, and she stroked his ego, and she played a long, she played the long game, and he gave her the clothes. The funny thing was, she was angry that he didn't help her load up the clothes in the car. (laughs) I burst out laughing. She's like, he didn't even help me, Eileen. But but then she's selling the clothes on eBay, Mm -hmm. and she she made a little piece of change off of it. Right. It just it was. She, she, she should
1: have she probably should have waited because, you know, I don't know if she knew if a documentary was coming out. Because what I was thinking is, damn, if you, you should have sold them as these were the clothes of the tender swindle, you probably could've got, you know, a, a grip more. You know, people
0: want that kind oh, of memorabilia. I didn't think of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, man. She should have done that. But yeah, and then she she was the one, because he was still contacting her after he finally realized. Oh yeah, he was that, Yeah, he, he was, was. He pissed. was making threats and stuff. Oh, those those threatening voicemails. I mean, those were some chilling voicemails to get. Remember when he called Cecilia's mom's house? Man, that was yeah. Again, no, that's what I'm chilling. saying.
1: He, he 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 was going way over the line. So that's that's all the kind of stuff like, you know, he should get clapped for that. But. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, man. This this dude was dangerous, man. And she she put herself in that situation, but she played it like you said. She played it like a G bounced with his clothes, sold his shit, you know, was able to put something down on her debts. And then she was the one, you know, she, he contacts her. He's like, I'm going wherever he said he was going. And then she just quickly jumped on like, wait, I got to find that flight he's on. And I was really impressed that she, she found it. And she sent that shit over to Interpol, like hey, he's getting off this plane. And I was like, Eileen, do that shit.
1: And, you know, um, all, all the women, including Eileen, deserve a little bit of um, criticism for like, okay, like, I, I can see helping someone out a little bit, but the, but the sums of money that they gave this man and, and continually just ridiculous, right? So I do give them some criticism for that, but, but some softer criticism, because I can understand that when you really care for someone, and you want them to be all right. I, I can see. I can see. I'm not going. I'm not going to beat them up too much for that. I right? mean,
0: yeah, because it doesn't matter what you have to do. Like when if, if you really care about someone, you don't think about the consequences to yourself. Yeah. You're just trying to help them. But but
1: the thing, and we we've mentioned it a bunch of times here, Eileen was just once she realized what the truth was. I think she just showed her true quality, her true character as a woman and her like you said her courage and her smart and and I wrote down a note I was like damn that that's a woman you could build with you know what I'm saying like she oh yeah she can make some things happen I was extremely impressed with her so even though you know I'm sure she's a little bit ashamed about putting herself in that position um you know it was done from love and and she recouped from it man so I I, I was impressed
0: and I mean, we have to give a little bit of props to Cecilia as well. So actually, all three of them, because Cecilia was the one who got the ball rolling when she said, yeah. "Who's going to stop this guy? I have to stop him." And she went and put all her business out there, knowing she was going to be humiliated. True, true. Props. True. Props. To them. props to them. And, and and let's let's not forget the Pranilla went to meet this dude and go yeah. undercover and get this guy. And, You know, she they tried to get him there. Again, not knowing what he was capable of. Is he going to kill her? What is he going to do? And, but, but I mean, Eileen was, was the boss G, but I, I think they all deserve some props. And there were so many people. I mean, I know a lot of people who were ruthless against these girls. Like, like, hey, they got what they deserved. Mm. And it's easy to think that way at first. It really is. You got what you deserve. But I think that it's like, there's got to be room for some human Empathy somewhere. So
1: here, if if, if I can just uh, get on that point, man, because um, so, so, so think of it this way. You're, you're you're a wealthy multimillionaire. You've made mad money. You meet this woman and damn, you just fall for her. She's beautiful. She's great to be with whatever. And you're doing business around the world or whatever. Um, and, and you and you you like come into my life i love you she says she loves you and all all that kind of stuff and you're traveling around you're flying first class you know first class flights you talk about like 10,000 bucks a piece round trip you know so you're you're flying first class you're eating at the fanciest restaurants you are going on these great vacations expensive resorts buying her all kinds of gifts and jewelry and all this kind of stuff right you dating for like a year and you know if you live in that lifestyle style you you might spend you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars on it. Now we we can't imagine that. We don't live that lifestyle, but for them, that's that's nothing, right? You might spend a quarter of a million dollars in a year on on a woman that you love like that. Sure. Let's, let's say at the end of that year or two years, she says, uh you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go date someone else." And you're like, "Well, hold on, hold on." I, I, I bought you jewelry, I bought, taking you on the finest vacations, fancy dinners, you know, expensive trips. I spent a ton of money, I, you know, I thought we were gonna be together. No, I just, I don't think we're right for each other. I'm gonna move on. Now tell me what the di- difference is between that woman who was just, you know, bouncing from one mark to the next and this guy who did it in a in a um, a, a calculated way. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that sort of thing happens also at different levels of the game in terms of the finances and yeah. so for me, I don't condone his behavior I think it's weak, right I think it's it's weak behavior um you shouldn't be conning anybody like that. I think it's wrong. Um, my real problem with him is is the threats of violence and stuff like that towards the women but that behavior that he he exhibited I I'm not saying excuse it but I'm saying, that's happening every day at different levels of the game, whether it's a foodie call to gold diggers. Like I'm going to marry this this 80 year old millionaire and we <laughs> guys. I'm going to take half. You yeah. know, it, it's all different levels of the game. So so the, the only thing that annoys me is when society says, oh, look at these terrible men. Hey, man, this behavior is is found everywhere. Right. And it's not just guys doing it. And ain't nobody making documentaries about uh, the what million and one booty calls that are happening this year alone. You know what I mean? So that's that's the only point I wanted to make about that.
0: Yeah, it is true. The the gold digging woman, um, you know, ripping off the billionaires or millionaires or whatever. That's that's kind of a staple of society now.
1: But it's not even really, quote unquote, gold diggers anymore. It's 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 natural behavior for like like so Cecile, we talked about it. Her thousand matches. and let me ask you: of all those thousands of, of matches that she's had over the last seven years or whatever, how many dates do you think she went on with guys that she was like, uh, "I don't really know how I feel about it, but I'm gonna give him a quote-unquote chance," so she, you know, so she could have a nice time out. You know what I'm saying? I think that's such common behavior now that um, maybe at 29 for her, maybe that's not what she does anymore. But when she's 23, 25, whatever. You think they, they don't go out on, on dates with, with guys, not even millionaires, but just guys um, just to have some fun, just to have some entertainment, but really have no interest in the person. I mean, that's just as fraudulent. It's just a different level, different scale of it. You know, I think we just have to examine that type of ha- behavior on all on all fronts.
0: Yeah, she had when I saw she had a thousand matches over, over I assume it's over those seven years. And it's just like, man, I don't know. It's like if you ever used Tinder, I think like, I remember when Tinder was like super hot and everybody was talking about it. Remember I downloaded it? I was like, "Okay, let me let me see what's going on here." Okay, no matches, no matches, no matches, no matches. It's like, yeah. I got this match. I was like, "Oh, all right, man. I got I got one match. Let's do this." So I started talking to this chick and I, I'm like, "Hey, you know, yeah, I'm glad, glad we matched and let's let's talk. Maybe we can meet up and, you know, do something." And this chick was like, "Hey, do you need help with your mortgage?" And I was, yeah. I was like, "Huh, what?" And she was like, "Yes, go to this site, and we can help you with your mortgage." I said, "Son <laughs> of a bitch."
1: <laughs> well, you know, re, re, recent research is saying that some somewhere, you know, like eighty to ninety percent of women are only going after like one to ten percent of the men out there. You know, on on the dating profile. so they have all this data because you know yeah. online dating is so prevalent. So what that means is that you know guys that fit into that. You know, either you are high status, high wealth um, model type looks or whatever it is. Um, those guys are getting 80 to 90 percent of all female attention. And so yeah. that that thousand matches that Cecile got, I, I, I don't think that was over seven years, man. That That could be that could be a week for her. That could be a day. You know, um, she was she was, like I said, relatively good looking. I mean, someone someone like that in, in today's dating climate is probably getting thousands of matches. Well, I'm sure she
0: gets a thousand hits, but this was a thousand matches. This was who she matched with. So I'm oh, sure oh, she was she, getting who, who, who even, even more liked. than yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha, gotcha. If, if I'm reading that right, it was a thousand. Yeah, no, matches. It,
1: you're right. Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure she was getting bombarded. And She was just swiping left on those small folks. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's fine. Like, I ain't got time for this. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm
1: trying
0: to time. get swindled. <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get on the on the jet, private jet. But let me let, let's just let's just bring this back to the reason we actually we we decided to watch this. Was we did the true crime episode, which all you listening was a couple of weeks ago, or, or was it last week or a couple of weeks ago? We did a true crime episode, and we were just talking about. That that we didn't really care for the murder and uh, the the violence and the and the the horrible mutilations and and things and it's like it's not something that we could really see ourselves listening to regularly and we all right. brought up the Tinder Swindler and I feel like um, this was made to be very entertaining and very upbeat even even despite this is still something horrible that happened to these women but. Right. It was made in such a way that, you know, the music and it was made to be entertaining, uh, the graphics and such that were popping up. And I think on a true crime level, this is probably the best I could do. I I really don't want to see bad things happening to bad people regularly anyway. Right. But uh, when it comes to the true crime, it's, I guess I don't know what to say. It's just, not that they need to dress it up. it It still happens,
1: Well, you know th- this this type of thing, I think where you're going with the Jay is that um you know you can you can actually learn something, a lot of things from watching it, right? it It sparks obviously a, an interesting discussion, and there's different perspectives, and we can you know a lot of points people will agree or disagree with us on, but it it um there's there's a lot that can be learned about society, about dating dynamics, uh, about technology, you know, all those things um, that we can, we can, um, it's valuable to watch beyond the entertainment factor. And I think that's what part of what makes it maybe a little more appealing for me than your typical true crime, which is just like gory stuff or, you know, just horrific things that happen to people. And it's not like, it's not like you're getting a whole lot out of it beyond the entertainment factor. Um, At least for me, you know, this, this was more more at least on this these, these
0: people are still alive they're still healthy uh financial you know financial disasters like this i mean are still something you can recover from yeah even though it may be difficult but you're you're not you're not mutilated you're not you know horribly you know disfigured or something or or even dead so i i think that um they were able to dress it up as kind of a more cutesy documentary knowing that the end result was something that could be rebounded from right yeah well i think that i think we're getting close to the end here but i think that i'm glad we talked about this because it's just uh i read an article we're saying that americans fell for a billion dollars worth of these scams in 2022 yeah and man i just wish that People were more on their guard, man. It's just...
1: yeah, and that, I mean that's that's a good point. I'm glad you raised that because as critical um, as I've been, I think fairly, but um, in certain points, I I, I do think that um, this is a place for for law and governments to step in. You know, uh, it, he shouldn't be able to get away with that type of behavior, right? Um, it should not only be frowned on in societies; there should be legal ramifications uh, for that. Um, and whether it's, you know, conning a, a, a young woman who believes in sh- she's in love or conning a a, a millionaire man who, who thinks, you know, this woman loves him and she's just trying to marry him and divorce him for half um, or those folks who try to scam, you know, old retired people out of their checks. Oh, yeah. Um, I think there should be severe penalties for all of that, man, because, you know, imagine the not only the financial damage, but the psychological and emotional, you know, weight that, that uh, these women and their families have to carry and you know yeah that's real too it's real like yeah it's, it's it's painful
0: so i think on that note we'll just go ahead and get out of here on that downer and just uh <laughs> <laughs> on a downer you guys but, but <laughs> don't get well, tindled
1: and don't get swindled folks yeah don't <laughs>
0: get, get, get back on tinder and uh watch, watch your backs man what what but anyway we're gonna get out of here for now and uh we'll see you guys on the next weekend no show man let's say goodbye peace out man